Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's podcast. This episode is a solo app and it's going to be short, I think. <laughs> Although sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll record a little episode and then before I know it, I've been waffling on for far too long. But my intention is that this will be a short, sharp episode. And I wanted, I want to record this episode purely because today during an interview, I was speaking about childhood beliefs and the quote that landed with me that has been bouncing around my brain all day is one that I have used for years. Like I have said this countless times in countless situations, but today for some reason when I said it, it hit me differently. And I think it's because the context was all about childhood And as you guys know, well, perhaps, you know, if you followed along for a while, having gone through a divorce or going through a divorce and a separation, there has been such a massive identity shift for me personally. And this identity shift, this fracturing has allowed me to look at different parts of myself. And that includes looking at my childhood and why I am the way I am and the beliefs that I have held that still shape the way I feel and the way I act and the way I show up and engage and disengage to this very day. And I guess because of all of that, because that's right below the surface, when we were talking about childhood beliefs today, and then I said this quote, it just hit me differently. And it's now 5.30 p.m. And I said this around maybe 10.30 a.m. this morning. And honestly, it has just been bouncing around my brain. And it's like all of these other threads are unraveling. And so 
I wanted, I feel compelled to talk a little bit about it whilst it's so fresh in my brain and I'm processing it in real time because it might be helpful for someone out there. And so the quote that I said is originally from the perks of being a wildflower, wildflower, wallflower, (laughs) wallflower. It's a book. It's also a movie. The perks of being a wallflower. I'm sure that's what it's called. And the quote is, we accept the love we think we deserve. And I have said that so many times, you know, in conversation when we've been talking about, you know, people who might find themselves in a relationship that isn't serving them well. And from the outside looking in, you can identify, well, there's obviously or potentially a self-esteem issue, a self-worth issue. They think that they deserve that level of love, so they accept it. And I think even if we go further than just we accept the love we think we deserve, we seek out the love we think we deserve. We actively seek that level of love in our life and not even, you know, not even love, but I guess you could say you could apply this to respect as well. You know, we seek the level of respect that we think we deserve. We seek the level of financial remuneration that we think we deserve. But back to love, we, we, we create this belief about what we deserve in childhood And I'm so big on understanding and unpacking your childhood beliefs, but I can't stress enough that we develop these beliefs, obviously in childhood, they're childhood beliefs, but when we do not have a fully formed, fully functioning brain, we are still growing, we are still processing, parts of our cognition are still developing, but yet we develop a belief. And then this belief and where putting it through um, our own lens. But say you develop a belief from around the age of four, that's a belief that you have latched onto with the cognitive development, the awareness, the perception of a four-year-old brain. So it's like only looking at a very small portion of a picture of a photograph and determining what that little corner is and making a big story about it and then running with that for the rest of your life, not having seen the full-on picture. I hope that makes sense. I'm such a visual person and sometimes I think I must sound so silly like today even in this interview. I was like, yeah, and if you think about it like you have a bucket of sand, (laughs) but I am, my head just goes visually. So I imagine this four-year-old little girl and she's got this photograph in front of her but she can only see a slither, like a teeny tiny part. And so she's taken the teeny tiny part that she can see and she's constructed an image, a story about what the rest of the photo is. And then I've taken that story and that narrative and I've made that mine. And that belief, I have then sought out the love that I think I deserve, what I think I deserve based off this belief. Are you with me? (laughs) Have I lost you? I hope that makes sense. The stories, the narratives that we create about ourselves and the beliefs that we have are so powerful and they call the shots. They make us say yes to certain things or no to other things. And it really 
they really can define us. And these are things that we have decided are our truth at an age when we do not have all of the information available to really make that decision. So I think that that's potentially why this quote, we accept the love we think we deserve, has really landed with me and is bouncing around my brain so much today is because if we develop this thing that we think we deserve without the full picture, it's like then as adults, we're going into situations and accepting things, accepting whatever it is, relationships being treated a certain way in a really stunted container. You know, like we haven't actually recalibrated and redefined and reassessed what we actually deserve truly. And you are deserving of so much if you take away the borders, if you take away that parameter of going, well, this is what I deserve and it makes sense that I have this. And, you know, the other layer to that is our brains are so clever that they want to prove what we believe is true. So we will manifest things, but we will actually seek out more proof, more evidence that what we believe is correct. So if you have this belief that you only deserve to be treated a certain way, you're going to seek out that situation. You're going to bring it into your life to reaffirm that belief because then that feels safe. And it's so counterintuitive, but We put ourselves in these silly situations, these situations that don't serve us, but on some level it does. On some level, it is meeting a need and that need could just be to reaffirm that belief that you developed as a little kid. And so I want to go a step further in having this little I don't know what it, what you'd even call this, like brain dump, like this spew out of my thoughts. I want to go a little step further and be really vulnerable with you and share some of the threads that I've personally been undoing. And it's like, click, 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 like it all makes sense. And I guess the reason I want to be vulnerable in sharing this with you is that in unlocking these thoughts or seeing them for what they are and being able to dissolve certain parts of them, it is really bringing a sense of freedom that I've not had before. And it also does bring some discomfort, but it's the good kind of discomfort. And I am really proud. I'm really proud of the changes that have happened and are happening I am a really big believer that like attracts like, right? So you call in people into your life that are like you at the core. And life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A little while ago, I realized that I had called in people. This was like a couple of years back that really weren't aligning with who I was anymore or I didn't want to be aligned with that person. Oh gosh, I don't know, with the person that I was, I'm saying. And just really taking stock of the people around me and going, huh, if this is true, if I truly believe that like attracts like, 
but I'm feeling a resistance about some of the people in my life. What is that? And so I'm not going to go too deep into that side of things just because that then it's not just my, it's, it, I feel like I've got to straddle this line of things I share versus things I don't share. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is now in my life, I look at the people that I have around me, the people that I'm closest to, and I have some of the best people I've ever met, like properly really, really good people, like the best soul, like just... I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it, but one of the things that makes me feel like I am on the right path in dissolving some of my beliefs and changing patterns and changing habits and working on myself is the fact that the people I have called into my life now are so different, like worlds apart from people that were in my life at another stage. And there's something really comforting in that because I can see objectively <laughs> um, just a difference. Gosh, I don't know if that makes sense. Hopefully I've not lost you there. But let's go back to what I was going to mention, which is the unraveling of childhood beliefs and the whole we accept the love we think we deserve. I have very, very vivid memories of being around the age of four and being really praised for the way that I looked, for my appearance. From about the age of four to eight, I have very, very, very vivid memories. And I don't have a lot of vivid childhood memories, um, which I was. There's like a bit of a running joke in the family. I was dropped on my head, not technically dropped on my head, but I rolled off a hospital bed and fractured my skull as a newborn baby. So that's always been like a bit of a joke. Like, you know how people say, oh, were you dropped on your head as a child? I was. Um, Rolled off a bed, wasn't dropped, but you know what I mean. And so... Where am I going with this story? Okay. So I don't have a lot of vivid childhood memories, but some of the clearest ones that I have, and I've obviously zoned in on these and I've made them so much more important than they maybe should have been. I don't know, but I have really clear memories of being praised for the way I looked, for being involved in junior fashion parades and really, really tuning into my value, my offering being my appearance. And I hate it. I hate saying that. I feel like, ugh, like I'm kind of a visual of me right now is like I have my hands like in like claw position and like I want to like scratch down my neck of like, oh, yuck, I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. But I want to be real with you. And so I have these vivid memories of um, my dad praising the way I looked, my mum praising the way I looked, other people really focusing on that aspect of me. And I can see now how I grabbed those threads as a kid as my point of difference. And I really felt that it was my role in my family dynamic, that that was what I brought to the table. Like that's why I was valuable here. That's what the people closest to me liked about me. And so without having a full-blown therapy session here with you, that still plays out in my everyday life. Like when I gained a lot of weight recently, I understand that like on the like the realistic side of things, I was underweight and I put on some weight and I'm still size eight and blah, blah. Like I get all of that, but it was really actually very hard for me to have that shift because I have always had so much importance on how I look. 
and I can see how I have chosen people in my life that value that a lot to reaffirm that belief from when I was a little kid. Does that make sense? I should stop saying, does that make sense? I feel like it does. But I can see now when I look back that the comments of, um, you know, I, my dad making a comment about how this was like the skill of my older sister and that was the skill of my younger sister, but my skill was that I would have boys chasing me. And, you know, I can remember my mum saying something about the shape of my eyebrows and the shape of my lips. And then I really wanted to hear that again. Like I wanted that stuff. And so the surface level stuff became really important. So much of my identity that I surrounded myself with people that reaffirmed that that was super, super important. And it's only been in the last two years, 18 months that I have had this opportunity to crack and to break and I guess this invitation to look at these beliefs. And today when I said, when the words came out of my mouth, we accept the love we think we deserve, I was like, fucking bingo. That's why I made those choices. Even though I've identified them before, just today it was like seeing it with a different level of clarity and then also understanding why I struggled so much, why I placed so much value on certain things, you know, like I can be really, really struggling, but you better believe I will get out of bed and I will put makeup on. And it's like, just all of these little things that sometimes might not make sense without digging deeper. I'm like, oh yes, of course. And so I guess I just wanted to speak about that because we accept the love we think we deserve. Look at the love that is in your life and how you're accepting it. Look at why or how you have sought out proof to really establish that belief. Like, have you sought out evidence to cement that belief? And is that a belief that was formed without much sight? Like you form this belief by just looking at like a tiny little piece of the puzzle, a tiny little section of the photograph and you've run away with it. And when you can identify those beliefs and those threads, you then, I think, have the ability to be a little more objective and go, okay, yes, four-year-old Kylie hung on to that point of difference for whatever reason. And then she kept looking for proof that that was right. And, you know, I think that we can, I can look at my whole life and be like, oh yes, I can see the way that I've sought that proof. And then in being objective and as a parent now, you know, you say things, you think things, you notice things that really don't have that much merit to it. Like you say stuff all the time that you don't really put a lot of gravity or weight into. Like you might look at your kid and think, oh, or say to them, you are the funny one. Like you're the class clown, you're this. And then you just move on on with your day. And it's, it's not actually a poignant assessment of their character and you don't mean it to be. And I'm not saying, oh my gosh, be really careful with the way that you speak. What I'm saying is when you become a parent, you then develop this level of empathy of being like, well, you know, yes, I grasped onto that, but my dad probably told me 20 million other great things about me that I missed for some reason. 
And so just going, huh, maybe those things were said to me, but maybe that wasn't the most important thing about me. And what are other important things? And it just allows you to dissolve um, that belief potentially. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's a bit of a sense of freedom. So I'm going to leave it there. I don't know how long I've spoken for. I should time these things, but I just wanted to process this with you in real time. I would love it if you jump over to Instagram and let me know if you enjoyed this kind of verbal like spew out therapy session, whatever this is. Um, Jump over to Instagram, leave a comment, let me know. And yeah, just meditate. Think today about that sentiment of we accept the love we think we deserve. And where do we learn what we deserve? Childhood. And maybe we need to just recalibrate and understand that we are deserving of everything without having to have um, circumstances or parameters or uh, what's the word? I think you know what I'm trying to say. You don't stipulations like there isn't something that you need to be or do to deserve the best in life. You deserve it anyway, but sometimes we just need to look at our conditioning and our belief systems and redefine what we deserve objectively. I hope that you have an amazing day and I hope this has provided some sort of morsel of food for thought. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.